Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Well, a very good um, morning to you. Let me add my welcome to you. Uh, particularly if you're a visitor, my name's Ed. Uh, what an appropriate verse, isn't it, for the day as we remember the passing of our Queen. One who ran the race, like so many before us. And I wonder, as that photo montage went through a few minutes ago, which was your favourite photo? I wonder which one you loved, which portrait you loved. There was one that wasn't on here. Here's one that's one of my favourites, was the Queen. You remember, for the Olympics those years ago. What a, what, a, what a great sport she was. It was Prince Edward I heard on the news this week who said that was a complete surprise to her whole family. Isn't that amazing? Mr Bond and Queen Elizabeth II. But of course, the last weeks, if you've been one of our regulars, we've been looking at other photos, other portraits, a gallery. They're there listed for us in Hebrews chapter 11. A great list of heroes of faith. And some of them you know, are familiar to us. There's Abraham, there's Joseph in his technical dream coat, but then there's some surprises. Well, there's Rahab the prostitute, there's Jacob the deceiver. And the one thing that, that, that unites them all, as you read through Hebrews 11, was faith. They all had faith in the promises of God, the, the kind, generous, lavish promises of God, they simply had faith in him. And because of that, they're in God's family portrait gallery. They're part of the family because of faith. And of course, the queen. Well, she now, her photo, her portrait is there in the gallery too because she too had that same faith in the God of Promises. Look at what she said at one of her past Christmas Day services uh, uh, broadcasts. I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to, 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 uh, live, to take the long view and to put my trust in God. I draw strength from the message of hope in the Christian gospel. What a monarch we've had for 70 years. One who's had faith like that. And so she's now in the portrait gallery of faith. And here's the thing, all of us here this morning, this is the heart of the Christian gospel, we are invited too into that family portrait. There's room not just for Abraham and Jacob or the queen, there's room for you and me if we but have faith in Jesus Christ. And there's two things about that faith we'll see in our passage that we've had read to us. And the first is this. There's a race to run. There's a race to run. Look with me, 12 verse, two, uh, 12 verse 1. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. 
you know, the Christian faith isn't, well, it's not a walk around the park, you know, Regent's Park. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a couch to 5K fun run. It is a long slog London marathon. So there's some people out there today, did you see them? London to Brighton, 60-mile cycle. They're there gearing up in all their lycra and all sorts. It was quite embarrassing for some of them I saw. But, well, as it would be for me. But the thing they'll need is perseverance. You know, there was a, I got chatting to someone munching on a pan of chocolate. I said, how are you feeling? She said, all right, until the hill. And then it's going to get really difficult. And she carried on munching on the pan of chocolate. I thought, yeah, you keep eating that. <laughs> but you see the point. Sometimes on a race and on a run, it's smooth and it's easy and it's a joy. The sun's shining. Other times it is one big slog up a hill, up a hill, up a hill. And the thighs are burning. And when the rain and the hails come in, it's like daggers. And you think, ah. Oh, I cannot go on, I've done cycle races like that before, and it is, ah, exhausting. (laughs) And so too sometimes, you know, in the Christian life, sometimes the sun is shining, and we have joy in our hearts, but there are other times, well, when the clouds come in, and we're in the deepest valley, and it's then, it's then that you need perseverance. And you need to have in your mind's eye the finish line, Brighton, fish and chips. For me on a ride I did, it was Pall Mall, Buckingham Palace, after the 100 mile ride, the medal, the roast lunch. That's what's going to get you going. Perseverance in the light of then. And that's why the writer here is saying, look, run with perseverance because it's going to get difficult. We'll be in danger of growing weary and losing heart. And so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a good number of us this morning, for all sorts of reasons, know that feeling of weariness, of losing heart. You're not just the last couple of years with COVID, and not just the political worldwide turmoil, but also now the loss of our Queen. And not to mention the clouds there'll be in your life and my life that perhaps nobody else knows. It's at times like that we need to remember to run, to keep running with perseverance this life of faith. And it's a race, a race we don't do on our own. Notice that? Let us run with perseverance. The, marked, the road marked out for us. This is a team effort. We're running team. Did you know that, HTC? We're a running team together. And your connect groups, are, if you're part of those, that's part of your running team. We need one another for this road. So today, this Sunday morning and tomorrow morning, you know, well, it's another day. It's another day to put on your running trainers and run the race with perseverance. The Queen did, and we're called to do the same. That's the first big thing. There's a race to run. But secondly, well, look, there's a face to gaze upon. Look at our verse, how it continues in 12 verse 2. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. See, those riders out there, post pano chocolat, they are going to need not to look down at the bike and the cobbles. They need to look up. They need to keep looking ahead at the crowd, at the views, at the sea, at the finish line. They need to look up and look ahead. That's what's going to keep them going. And so too with us in the Christian life, it's not about looking within. It's about looking up at him, Jesus Christ, by faith, the great object of our faith. That's what it's about. We, we have the writer here pleading with us, look, Ed, HTC, those in Clapham, please, won't you set the eyes of your heart, 
your deepest longings, not upon Elizabeth II, wonderful though she was, but on the ultimate sovereign, the true king of heaven. Set your heart on him, we're told. Jesus Christ. Why? Well, because he's the pioneer, the perfecter of faith. He's the pioneer. That is, he's the, he's the one who's gone before us. And if you're a cyclist, you're in a peloton, what do you do? You, you, you get him behind the leader and you follow in his slipstream. You, you go where he's been. He's trailblazed the way uniquely to the Father. He's the pioneer of faith. And it's going towards the finish line. But there's a finish line because... Well, he's the finisher. He's the perfecter, the completer, the finisher of faith. We're heading somewhere because of him. Because, of course, Jesus Christ is one who, like those cyclists, well, they had to, and he had, dug deep. And he has pushed through the deepest, darkest valley. What's that verse we read in in, in, in Hebrews 12? It's this. He endured the cross, scorning its shame. The deepest valley, the darkest clouds. He pushed through to get to the finish line to be with his father at the right hand of him. What a runner. And you know, the wonderful thing about Jesus is he is the runner who doesn't stay celebrating over a roast lunch and a medal at the finish line. He's the runner who comes back down the track to you and me by his spirit. And he walks step by step with us to get us back to the finish line. He will carry us to the line. He will get us home. He's that sort of runner, a pioneer and a perfecter, your perfecter, the queen's perfecter. He's done it for her because of her simple leaning upon him by faith. Can I close by telling you about one runner, a real runner, who met the queen, to whom the queen gave an MBE some years ago. He's called Alistair Brownlee. He's got a younger brother called Johnny Brownlee, Yorkshireman. don't know if we've got any Yorkshiremen in the house. I hope so. Great accent. But Alistair Brownlee, amazing triathlete, Olympic gold medalist. But there was a run, World Triathlon Championships, a few years ago, where his younger brother Johnny is leading. He's in front. Johnny is flagging, though. The last five, 600 meters, his knees are buckling. His head, you watch the video, his head is all over the shot. He's literally about to collapse, crumpled to the ground. And then just before that moment, his older brother, Alistair, comes around the corner and he sees him. And he comes alongside him, he catches up. And what he does, he puts his arm, you can see it, around his waist, and his brother's arm around him like this. And they hobble, and they run step by step by step to the finish line. This is an older brother who got him to the line, who got him home. What a brother to have. But you know, the amazing thing about this story, it's true of course, is that just as they're approaching the finishing line, Alistair dragging his brother, this is what happens. Alistair puts Johnny in front of him. He puts his brother before him so that Johnny gets silver and he gets bronze. What service, what love, what sacrifice. You know, Alistair could have got gold. He could have won that thing. But he gave up the gold. Why? Because of the joy of having his brother with him on the podium. 
What a brother. I wish I was a brother like that. But of course, you know, you and I, we have a far greater older brother. Because Jesus Christ is the one who gave up gold, the glory of heaven, for you and for me. He's the one who so wanted the joy of us with him on his podium forever that he endured the cross. What a brother. What a runner for each of us. Amazing, isn't it? And that is why, that is why he is worth looking at, considering upon, chewing on, pursuing. There's no one else like him. There is no older brother like him. That is why we're told to fix your eyes on him. And of course the queen, well, she's now seeing by sight her older brother, her sovereign. And you and I, well, we still plod on by faith, looking at him. And so today and tomorrow and the day day after is another day. Another day to pick up our trainers and run the race. Another day to fix the eyes of our heart on him. And that's just what we're going to do in a moment with communion. We remember how God the Son gave up not gold, but his life in love for me, for you, to be with us through every valley. Whenever the sun's shining or the clouds are coming in, he's there running with us. And he'll be there at the finish line. Amazing. And the queen is being embraced by him. And we too have that hope of Jesus Christ saying to us, well done, good and faithful servant.